Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page uh, Tough Lamed, um, New Mimer. We began last week. <clears throat> the Mimer begins, um, it's deceptive. <laughs> it begins with more or less a review of uh, things we've covered in the past. Very, very nice review, very beautiful review to set us up for some extremely difficult Hasidus down the line. Uh, so we begin on uh, very smooth ground, but before long we find ourselves climbing some very steep mountains. So we are on Toflamid. We are, I would say, between two-thirds and three-fourths of the way down. The line begins, Vahaflois um, or Ein Soif. The Rebbe has been describing the characteristics of the Eved Nemon, um, and uh, this, this is an individual whose Avaida is uh, motivated by uh, a, 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 the the deep love, the Avaraba that he has for the Master. And this deep love, this avarava, essentially is rooted in uh, uh, in hasagaviyadia. Interestingly, since it's avarava, which is limitless, which is by definition beyond the, uh, any uh, limitation, so the idea of hasagavi must be in something that's beyond any limitation. And we know that's the case. They've described it earlier, quite remarkably, as the idea of hasagin or ein soif. See, it seems like an absolute contradiction in terms. More than that, the Rebbe pointed out, it's not simply in the hafla or the hisnasus of orain soif vis-a-vis oilamais. Whenever we think of something being elevated, it always seems to be a relative term, elevated with respect to what, but there's an absolute elevation. There's the hisnasus mitzad atzmai, and uh, the hisnasus mitzad atzmai is where this Eved Nemon uh, has hasag of How does it work? I don't have a clue. But that's what he's got, and therefore his hiskashras is essentially limitless, his love is limitless, and his avoida, inspired by love, is uh, limitless as well. That's our Eved Nemon. Ella, she'eno behisachtos mamish. What with all that? And that's, this is quite a hiskashras uh, that he has. It's a, a, an absolutely remarkable hiskashras. It's a hiskashras to the point that, that the man loses himself in the love for the creator. He, he simply doesn't see himself. He's out of, he's out of the picture. He does, he's not aware of himself. Everything is the love and the tainug of, of the master. So the Rebbe points out, um, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not the best you can do. I shouldn't say that. It is the best you can do. But it is not uh, the ultimate in Hiskashras. There's the Hiskashras of the Ben. The Ben, the Hiskashras is not uh, the product of uh, Yediya, Vahasaga, or love, or anything like that. It is the product of the fact that the Ben is Mukusher is to the... Uh, is, uh, Mukusher is the wrong word. He's Miyuchad with his father. He's a Chaylik he's a from his father. He's a, he's a bit of his father. I shouldn't say it's not motivated by love. It is motivated by love, but it's a, a love which is absolutely, um, um, uh, it totally, it's total, it's endless, uh, uh, and it knows of no obstruction or no dilution or no shinuyim. There are no shinuyim in it. Well, how does this differ from the love of the um, Ava, how does the Ava of the Eved Nemon? 
Well, in two ways. First of all, the love of the Eved Neman is self-generated. He produced that love, and he produced it through his Yedi of Ahasaga. The love of the Ben is natural, because that's his father, after all, number one. In practical terms, there are distinctions in the motivation for service. So in the case of the Eved Neman, he is determined and is overwhelmed with the uh, mission of bringing Nachas Ruach to the Odin. The Odin, he, he, he wants to do nothing, his whole life, his whole being, his whole, all his existence, energy, what have you, is bound up with the concept of bringing Tainug to the Odin. The Ben, same story. The only difference is that with the Ben, the Ben is concerned that the Odin, the father, should have Tainug. Where it comes from, it's not, not important. Whether he does it or someone else does it, not important. What's important is that his father should have Tainug. In the case of the Eved Nemon, uh, because the, there's a, a, a bit of distance between the Eved Nemon and the Odin, Odin so, so he wants the Odin to have Tainug, but he wants to be the one who does it, who brings it. He's, he's uh, in love with the idea of bringing Tainug to the Odin. So there's a bit of a hymn there, which does not exist in the Ben. In any case, in either case, the avoid is due to, to love. It's a matter of hiskashras. Um, this is not the case of the Eved Pajit. Uh, anyway, the Rebbe says, with respect to the Eved Demon, it's not because of this, uh, these slight differences that it isn't an emissary Isachtus, where two actually become one, uh, unlike the case of the Ben and the Av. Nonetheless, he, is, he gives himself over entirely and completely to serve every man of service that one can imagine for, for the master, for the rabbi Shalom. The whole thing is, it's selfless. He does it only for the master. The avoidance, everything's for the boss, all for the boss. It's only for the master. Now, the fact that um, he senses Tainug, that he has Tainug from it, which he does, the fact that it's he who wants to be able to provide the Tainug for the master uh, would indicate that this idea of absolute self-giving over, the absolute uh, uh, um, loss of self in the mission of serving the master isn't quite absolute. There's still a bit of a hymn there. He wants to bring Nachas Ruach Lamaila. His whole life is bringing Nachas Ruach Lamaila. This is not considered someone, incidentally, who is uh, working and, and serving, exerting himself in order to receive anything. He isn't. Consciously, in his awareness and in his motivation, all he thinks about is the master. He doesn't think about himself at all. Um, it so happens that he has Tainuk in this service. Um, and uh, if he is not the one to do this service, that Tainuk is not there. So even though it is a selfless devotion, it is not a quid pro quo, it is not a business contract, it is not, there's nothing in it for him in any practical sense that one can think of. Nonetheless, there is a bit of him as an individual in this relationship. In any case, this kind of an avoida is not difficult. It's not hard at all. He, he loves every second of it. He loves every nanosecond of it. He's just, he's absolutely absorbed completely and totally in his complete love of the creator. Uh, and therefore, the, the, the most wonderful thing, the absolute wonderful thing is to lose himself in service to the creator, all for the creator. Adram, on the contrary. He's in a state 
of constant simcha. So he's bitl, yes he is, he's bound to the, the creator, yes, his whole life, his focus, his awareness is of the creator, not of the self, true, um, and he's besimcha, because he senses all of this, he's aware of, he's aware of things. He has tainug and nachas ruach because of the tainug and nachas ruach lamaila. What he what, the, what he provides for his creator brings him tainug and nachas ruach as well. It's all for the boss, and his tainug and nachas ruach is dependent very much on the on the melech having tainug and nachas ruach. <laughs> The Rebbe points out, this is, after this amazing discussion of this amazing man, the Rebbe last week uh, referred to these, the Evidemon, and there are endless varieties of Evidemon, um, as just outstanding souls, I mean, lofty, lofty individuals. Nonetheless, here the Rebbe is pointing out that the Avaita is not... Uh, it's not really the main, it's not the main thing of Avaita. It's not the Ikra of Avaita. It's not the, it's not true. There's something which is a little bit off-center. It's not the, the true essence of Avaita. Avaita completely, a real Avaita, Emissar Avaita, an absolute Avaita, let's say, um, is one in which the servant's will and nature is totally abnegated. Absolutely abnegated. Well, in the case of the Evidemon, it isn't actually abnegated because he's getting, whether well, he's not looking for it, not searching for it. it's not causal to his avoida, but nonetheless he has tainuk. Um, so there's a, a transfer of, of uh, it's not exactly atzmiistic, it's not complete total bittle to the melech, he, he's, he's standing a little bit back from the melech, a little, a little away from the melech, and therefore is, is receiving a gilui from the melech, and the gilui is tainuk. Um, so it's not, there, there's a hymn, there's a bit of a hymn in this, which uh, in a way mars the perfection and the absolute truthfulness of the Avaita. Um, the other thing, as we mentioned before, it's important to him that the Tainu Gnachas Ruach be provided by him. Not just simply that there should be Nachas and Tainu Gnachas Ruach and Tainu but rather uh, it should come through his Avaita. So this already, these two points, um, would underscore the fact that as absolutely devoted, I mean, we cannot imagine a devotion like this. We cannot imagine a love like this. It's, after all, it is, it is Bligvul. It's a Havaraba. A Havaraba is a love which is not uh, limited in any way. It's not restricted in any way. It's very hard to imagine what it is. He has, there's no question about it. But nonetheless, there is something of him in the relationship. The Be'avid Nemon, Harihu Chofetz Bezeh. He likes it. He enjoys it. He desires it. That's what he wants. He wants to be an Evid. He wants to be an Evid Nemon. He can't just, whatever he can do to bring Tainuk to the king, that's what he will do. He himself is not a consideration. Whatever is required, that's what he will do. V'yesh lo'i Tainuk. He has Tainuk from it. Now, it's very important. We, we, the Rebbe, of course, is, this seems to be a repetition. But it's not. The Rebbe is setting us up for a very sophisticated idea. Where, what is his tainug coming from? Where's his tainug? His tainug is a product of his avoida. He has tainug in his avoida. He has tainug in bringing tainug to the melech. He has tainug in bringing nachas ruach to his creator. That is the source of his tainug. It's his. 
The Tainug is his, and it's his because he absolutely delights his own, such an unbelievable madrega, that his whole delight in life is bringing Tainug to his creator. He has Tainug from that. So this is a Tainug which is, number one, his, number two, the product of his avoida. Okay, a Tainug like this, it's possible that there, it's, that it's not, not possible, it's, it's uh, uh, undoubtedly, uh, cannot be constant and consistent. There are going to be shinuyim. There are going to be uh, ch- changes. Um, and these, of course, are due to the fact that Saif calls Saif, since it's nirgish, it's felt by him, it's essentially an emotion. Uh, so uh, by definition, these are subject to, to waves, to ups and downs, and no matter how minor they are. So as the Rebbe pointed out in some detail previously, that his awareness of his love is not always the same. The awareness of his kashrus is not always the same. The kashrus is a constant. The love is a constant. But his actual awareness of it is not necessarily constant. And therefore, the tainug that he has may, uh, al- may undergo alterations as well, minor alterations. Umetzad hergish havu, this is because of the hergish, hergeshim, are not absolutes. Hergeshim are the uh, awareness, the revelation of midas, of emotions. Emotions, by definition, uh, fluctuate. That's what they are. There's, there is no stability in, a, in an emotion. What provides stability in an emotion is the application of seichel for the most part. But nonetheless, an emotion tends to flicker. Uh, hergish oinig, he feels the oinig. This is all in a, a, a level of hergish. Hergish, we expect, cannot possibly be constant. She'ena tomid b'shov. It's not always, not always the same. V'gam yesh halukim b'ha'avaitis m'pnei she'en tainug b'shov b'chol ha'avaitis. Therefore, what does it mean? Since his motivation is tainug, tainug of the melech, he wants to provide tainug to the melech. And he perceives that not everything provides the same level of tainug to the melech. Lamashal, serving the melech a rare wine in a beautiful cup provides tainug to the melech. To the melech, um, making sure that the hallway is swept, uh, or, or the dishes are washed, or something of that sort. Um, it's also the, the, the king wants, and it provides the king with satisfaction and whatnot. But he perceives a, a distinction between these two. Uh, two types of tainug. One is a very big tainug, and an obvious one, namely serving the king a rare wine. And the other is, uh, yes, the king's very happy that the floor is clean or whatever else. Um, But it's not the same as one can easily imagine. But one has to be one to imagine. You You have to have someone who is looking from the outside, in a sense, to perceive that there are these distinctions. Because in reality, there are no distinctions. The king is one. The king is echod. The king, the king has. There aren't aren't such variables um, in the essence of the king, the desire of the king. But nonetheless, he perceives these variables, and therefore, not only is is his tainug variant in accordance with his hergish at the moment, but therefore, the quality of the avoda, the intensity of the avoda that results from this hergish, is also going to vary somewhat in accordance with the hergish. Avul be'evet ah. Evid Pajot, we don't have a problem. There's no, we don't have such a problem. Of Evid Pajot, who avoid a mamish? That is avoid a mamish. What's in it for the Evid Pajot? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Evid Pajot is, uh, does not exist 
in his own eyes. I'm going to do a little bit careful. We're going to see a bit later on that this is, I wouldn't say it's challenged, but it's, there, it's a nuanced, the, the concept becomes nuanced a bit down the line. But there is no Hergish. He's not operating on Hergish. He's not interested in Hergish. He's not interested in a very real sense in the attitude of the Malif. He's interested in doing what he must do. What must he do? Whatever the Melech demands, whatever the Melech commands, whatever the Melech wills, that's what he's got to do. That is his sole interest. Whether it brings big tinek, little tinek, no tinek, all of those things are the Melech's business. It's not his business. He is simply a tool in the hand of the Melech. And therefore, the tool does exactly what the Melech wants, uh, when he wants it, and the way he wants it. Um, and that's what this man is. He's, he's an instrument, as it were. We'll see a little bit later on. The mushroom becomes more emphatic. But, but that's his, that's his avoidant. Shari oivid ba'oil hefech He serves by virtue of an oil, a yoke, which is uh, totally contrary to his nature and to his ratzen. No one likes to wear an, oh, a yoke. You put a yoke on an ox. Why do you put a yoke on to begin with? To make the ox do things it doesn't want to do or things that it would not naturally do, things which are contrary to its nature, contrary to its rutsen, but it has a yoke on it, and therefore it, it will do it. There is no gilui of or in his nefesh, and, and which is not the case of the Evid Nemon. The Evid Nemon is lit up. He hasn't looked for it. He hasn't, he's not working for it. It's not something he expects or something that he... Uh, is actively pursuing, but that's what happens by virtue of the nature of his avoida. And the nature of this man's avoida is one which is devoid of of of, of hergish, devoid of or. It's meisabapoil. Period. There is no feeling of tainug in his avoida, which could be understood if we think again of the example of the ox and the yoke. Uh, the same situation. There's no ox who's going to be able to find any time to get all in doing whatever he's doing because there's a yoke on him. Now, we have to be very careful. Underline the word hergish. This is the key to the whole story. There is no sense of tainig, no feeling of tainig, no revelation of tainig in his avoida. Um, also, key here is in his avoida. Two words, the hergish and in his avoida. As we're going to see in a few minutes, in fact, he does have tainug. And as we're going to see in a few minutes, in fact, the tainug uh, is, um, uh, although it's largely beneath the radar of hergish, nonetheless, there is a concept of hergish, a very diminished, the limited concept of Hergish, but in fact there is such a thing. So this avid Pajit is not quite so Pajit, at least in, conceptually he's not so Pajit. In fact, in terms of his Vaidis Pajit Patachlis, and the fact that, he had, that there's Tainug within him uh, does not in any way compromise or contradict his Pshitas. We'll see this in a few minutes. Very, very subtle point, very interesting point. And it's, it's a consequence of his absolute bittle to the Melech. In the case of the Tainug in the Eved Neman, the Tainug is there, Mitzad the Avaida, the pleasure that he has in the Avaida, his Ava. In the case of the uh, Eved Pajad, whatever Tainug is found within him, 
um, is simply there by virtue of the fact that whatever is in the Melech is in him, because there is no him. Everything is the Melech. He's simply an extension of the Melech. This will be discussed in a few minutes. I'm just uh, alerting. Um, so, but here the Rebbe says, Loishum, Hergish, uh, there's no feeling of Tainug in his Avaita. Doesn't mean that there's not Tainug, number one. And it doesn't mean that there's absolutely no Hergish uh, of Tainug, number two. Keep that in mind. But again, and this is certainly true, the main thing is uh, is If it's simply there are no Shinuyim. There are shinuyim in attitudes. There are gradations in ava. There are gradations in emotions. There are gradations in hergation. There is no gradation in lifting a stone. Either it's done or it's not done, period. Uh, uh, Misa is black and white. Hergation are, um, have colors, have variations, have, have hues to them. Shatomet hu He is constantly in his avoda. He is constantly doing for the king. Doesn't care why he has to do it. He doesn't care what the, the king um, feels about it or thinks about it or thinks about him. Uh, there is no him. All he's concerned about is the, this is what the king commands. That is the king after all. And that is what will be done as if the king did it himself. I, he, this man will do it in that, to, to that degree of self-effacement uh, that there, he, he takes credit for nothing. It's not really him. It's the king. He's simply an extension of the king. That is the Evid Pajan. V'chol avodasai shavim atzlai. All avodas by him are more or less the same. Turns out that's not exactly the, the point either. Now, now we're going to get into some uh, difficult, difficult territory. V'hinei, b'mokamachar, elsewhere, and uh, those references are given in footnote number eight. I would very much recommend uh, anyone has uh, the time to look these up. Uh, they're, they're very illuminating. Uh, it's, elsewhere one finds, it's explained. Shagam be'eved poshet yeshloi tainug v'nachas ruach We just got off the sentence that by the eved poshet, there is no tainug or nachas ruach in his avoda. Now the Rebbe is telling us, actually, we shouldn't say it, there's no hergish of tainug v'nachas ruach in his avoda. Now the Rebbe is telling us, Yeshloi, by the t- this is the Evid Pajit, right? There is no Tainuk or Nachasruach in his Avoida. So now the Rebbe is saying, um, there is Tainuk for Nachasruach in his Avoida. Well, which is it? The answer, of course, is both. Dihine, Ha'oil, Sha'al Ha'evid Ma'adoyne, the yoke which is on the Evid from his master. The yoke, his avaita is bearing a yoke. That's his avaita, period. That's how we would define his avaita. This avaita will cause him to do, express no capacity at all other than action. That's what it'll do. It will not stimulate love. It will not stimulate thought. It will not stimulate contemplation. Uh, it will not stimulate awareness. The yoke is put on him so he will plow. Period. Maisa levad. Maisa bilvad. Me'acher she'ein loy ahava b'pnimius el ha'odon. First of all, because he has no inner love for the odon. 
can't relate to the other. I mean, you can't have love for something that is beyond your capacity to relate. The love of the Eved Nemon is due to the fact that he can relate. How does he relate? He relates through, through Hasog of Yedia. Let's not forget that. But the Eved Pasha doesn't have Hasog of Yedia. Shemesibosa, uh, yes. This is not the cause. There's no cause of love. No, there's no uh, inner depth of love which could motivate him or cause him to do his avoid. It doesn't exist by him. Therefore, this Eved does not have nachas ruach from his service. Klal means at all. In his service. Critical to make this distinction. We saw on the previous page. He does not have, let's just go back for one minute. Um, here it says, Loishum Hergish Tainug Ba'avadasai. Twice now we have the word in his Avaida. This is the key. His Avaida provides him no Tainug. The Avaida of the Eved Neman provides him with Tainug. So this is Tainug in the actual service of the king. Um, it doesn't mean he doesn't have Tainug. It means that he has no Tainug in his Avaida. Ukamash and the South has been explained before in, um, in the Mimer Mikneraf. Vimkain, Hoyu. Uh, therefore, Maharoi Shum Therefore, one would think it would be fitting or suitable that this individual, this Evid Poshet, um, does not distinguish since he has no Tainug in his Avaida. His Avaida is a constant uh, quality of Maisa Levad then one would think that there is no particular hishtadlus, no particular involvement or engagement in specific dimensions of his avaida. Again, we go back to the Eved Nehman. Um, his avaida in, uh, entails serving uh, fine imported wine to the king. His avaida entails uh, uh, making sure there are no crumbs on the tablecloth. Okay? Well, so in his mind, there's more tainug in the first action rather than the second, and therefore there's more hishtadlus in the first than in the second. In the case of the Eved Pasha, this is not the case. As far as he's concerned, they're both identical. Both are the desire of the king. So, for example, he does not sense the, the distinction, or he will not... Um, uh, I'm sorry, you know, we're, we've got to be very careful. Well, one point, one, 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 one minute. Something we have, we have to be very careful about. Um, yeah. uh, Therefore, it is suitable. We would think. Let's go back to that. It would be suitable that he does not, his actions, his, his, his um, service, does not show particular hishtadlus in particular areas associated with Tainug. For example, to put specific or particular emphasis on a, a particularly a be beautiful dimension of avoid that would appear, appear to anybody, would be called by anybody by the name Hodor, uh, uh, beautiful, beautified, um, splendid. It, that would be beyond, that would not be part of his his uh, I don't want to say his agenda. That would not be part of the pattern of his activity. That he would distinguish a, an avoda as oh that's a particularly beautiful thing. The king's going to enjoy that very very much. This one uh, as a command, I got to do it, but not quite the same. And therefore, there's more of himself thrown into the 
beautiful avoider, the, the avoider which he calculates will bring Tainug and to the king, and under normal circumstances one would think such a thing, we would say that kind of thinking and that kind of behavior is inappropriate for the avid poshet. He has no position to make these distinctions. He has no hergish. He has no ava panemius, as Rebbe pointed out here. He has no hiskashrus. Uh, he has the king. And the king tells him what he must do. And whether it's serving the glass of wine or whether it's cleaning the crumbs off the table, from his perspective, one would expect them to be an, an absolute identity. Right. Uh, yeah. This kind of behavior where there's a particular hishtadlus put into an avoida, a dimension of avoida, which is particularly beautiful, brings particular glory and pleasure. In normal terms, we would think of it as a, something that would bring great tainug, great nachas ruach, as opposed to something which has to be done or which is wanted or desired, but not of that, of that splendid, splendid nature. So that's not a, a reality for him. It is a reality for the Eved Neman. Um, this is not possible, the kind of avoider which makes these distinctions and results in a distinction in terms of the Hishtadlus. That's only the case um, when there is Tainug Venachas Ruach in his avoida. When he enjoys, what, when the king enjoys. That's Tainug in avoida. Twice Rebbe pointed out that the Eved Pajit has Tainug. He has Tainug. We've said that already. Okay, that's a given. What it means, we're not sure yet. But the Tainug is not in his avoida. That's the key. The avoida is the avoida of an oil. There is no tainug in an oil, period. So his tainug that he does have, which the Rebbe mentioned, is a tainug other than a tainug in the avoida. In the case of the Avinemon again, the tainug is in the avoida itself. He delights in providing delight to the king. This guy does not. So what's the tainug? Where, where does he get his tainug? What is the tainug in the Eved Pajit? The Eina, um, uh, but we in fact see that the Evid will exert himself more in an area which is of particular Tainuk to the king. How does that work? So it's not that he's blind to the king's uh, Tainugim, or the king's nachas ruach, and he will his his service will vary to the extent that it will be added hishtadlus in those things which are providing nachas ruach to the king. It sounds very much like the eved neman, but it's very very different. It's a very very different type of tainug and very different a diff, very different thing. The Reb pointed out it's impossible to have this without a tainug in the avoda. He has no tainug in the avoda. So how does he know, or how, what causes him to increase his shtadlus here and, and more than over here, because this is more tiny to the king? What's the distinction? What's the difference between the two? This is our question. It's only that, also, in the oil itself. Uh, there's the Inyan Oinig, Shemakabal HaEved, that the Eved receives Mamish, Shoyu La'adonai Nachas Ruach, that the Odin has Nachas Ruach. But it's Nachas Ruach by virtue of oil. How does this work? 
He will exert himself to beautify and to bring special, uh, special pleasure, special glory and goodness and beauty. He will do this. What does this mean? Huh? Yeah, we know that. The Rebbe said it. The Eved the, Poshet the has Tainug. But it's not a Tainug in the Avaida. It comes part and parcel of his Avaida, because that's what he is. He and his Avaida are one and the same. But it's not the same as the Eved Nemon. It's not a product of love. It's not a product of his Kashras. Um, it's a, so how is there this Tainug distinguishable in an Avaida which is primarily, which is totally an Avaida of oil? How does that happen? Uh, so the, the Rebbe says a remarkable statement here. Harry should Eved even the Eved Poshut. Yesh Vanachas Ruach. He has Tainug Vanachas Ruach. Okay, the Rebbe said that before. However, Vanachas um, Ruach, Mahanachas Ruach Shela Arden. It's not his Nachas Ruach. He has it. But he has it, it's not his. It's not generated by him, it's not received by him in a sense. There is no him. This is the distinction between the Evid Neman and the Evid Poshet. The Evid Poshet is as bittle to the king as your fingers are bittle to you. Our fingers are, uh, it looks like I'm a king, I'm a melech. I, there are at least five individuals here which will obey my will. Ah, baloney, there are no five individuals there, it's you. It's you. It's, it's an extension of you. When you feel good, they feel good. They're part, simply part and parcel of what you are. The, your, the, your will is obeyed because they're nothing other than yourself. This Evid Pajr has become so negated to the Adun that there is no him. He's like an extension of the Adun. He's like an aver of the Adun. And therefore, if the Adun has something of Tainug within him, he'll have something of Tainug within him as well. It's not his. It's the, the, the Adun's Tainug. What does it mean in practical terms? I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know what it means. But that's what it seems to be. Ah, you know, the thing is like this. Even the Evid Poshut, there is Tainuk in his Avaida. It's not Mitzad Ava. Yusanik that he has pleasure. Uh, because he loves the king, he has pleasure in the nachas of the king. That cannot be the case. He has pleasure because the king has pleasure. He loves the king, and the king's pleasure is his pleasure. No, it's not that way at all, because he doesn't have the love. He doesn't know who he's dealing with. He has no hiskashras at all. Absolute hiskashras, nothing in a sense. So where does the, so, uh, all right, so where's a window, where's an opening, where's a door for Tainug from the Melech to come into him? It's not through Ava, it's not through Hiskashus, it's through Hefkeris. And by Hefkeris, it means his absolute self-abnegation, total bittle to the Melech, to the extent that there is no him, and if there's no him, there's nothing in him that could possibly be a barrier to uh, uh, revealing the uh, inner dimensions of the Melech. The Gabi Adon, he's totally, absolutely bitlbatachlis to his Adon. He doesn't have a Nachas Ruach. He has, but it's not his. It, to say he has means there's a he who has. Well, in a very large, real sense, there is no he. So it's simply an extension of the Nachas Ruach of, of the Melech. Kim Nachas Ruach Shel Adonai. Who are Nachas Ruach Shel Adonai? 
the nachas ruach of the adon is his nachas ruach simply because he's an extension of the Odin. It's not something he's acquired. It's not something other than, than the Melech. He's not something other than the Melech at this point. So it's, it's a Nachas Ruach, which comes simply by virtue of the fact that the king has Nachas Ruach. He ain't a Metzius Latzmai. Why? Because he's not a Metzius to himself. He's not an individual. He's lost his individuality totally and completely, unlike the Avedon Neman, who, who is an individual with a particular type of personality. Uh, as explained, uh, yeah, it's a very important my Musgar here. He cleaves to the Odin. He cleaves to the Odin. Like one of the limbs of the king to the king. So again, he's not, um, I want to be a Melech. I'll be a melech on my fingers. You know, they obey my will. They obey my, whatever, my, my very, every command they do. They're not obeying my will. They're me. That's where he's holding. He's like an aver to the melech. Now, if I were to command your fingers and they obeyed me, well, that'd be something very interesting. But that's not this. His, his, the, the fact that he has tainug, to say that he didn't have tainug would be a stira on the bittle. It would be a stira on the absolute self-abnegation of the man. It would mean there's a him somewhere who doesn't have something. Well, there is no him who doesn't have something. He's the Malach. He's totally ibergiab into the Malach, and therefore whatever the Malach's got, he's got. This is his tainug in his avoidah. It's the, not his. It's the, the nachas ruach of the Odin. And therefore, since he has put himself in the position of receiving a yoke, of being an extension of the Odin, being bittle betachlis to the Odin, therefore, it's the Odin's, it's his, because there's no distinction between the two of them. This is his nachas ruach. And therefore, there will, he will be mishtadl, he will put an extra effort in areas that the king finds particular tainugin, because that's the king, it's not him. It's not something he understands. It's not something he thought about. Not something he worked on. It's natural. It's ordinary. That's what. It, that's the way it will be by virtue of his biddle to the king. I think we'll we'll end there. And Mitzvah Shem will continue next week.